Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the Mission Impossible franchise one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Pete Mummert. And I'm Doug Greenberg. Hey, welcome back to another week of shows, 96 through 100. We have one new guest and one old guest coming to us for their first time this year. Both of them, they have not been on this entire season. I'm super excited. Uh, uh, Welcome, guys. We'll do our intros now. Chris, how was your week? It was good. I had a good week. Are you saving the the best for close to last here? Is that what we're doing? (laughs) Shut up. You don't get to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Says who? I says me. Oh, fair enough. It's your show. But but if it helps, if it helps, I can do your intro second. How's that? All right, go ahead. I got to prepare right, my response. You notice our first guest still hasn't said anything because I haven't introduced him because he's a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Might be going a little far. Our first guest does a podcast about a professor from the East Coast while living his life on the West Coast. He's one-third of the tripod that discovered the true cup of a carpenter. Welcome first-time guest from the Indiana Jones Minute, Pete Mummer. Hey! But you said, I think you got the wrong movie. <laughs> Why? Because I said East Coast? Yeah. No, that I said the, I said the correct coast. <laughs> oh, I'm right. That's a contentious <laughs> position, isn't it? Oh, it's very contentious. It's like talking about pizza and pineapples. <laughs> no. Although Pete and I are on the same side on that. Okay, yeah. That's right. Is that the, that they don't belong on them? Yes. It's that they're not great. No. Yeah. It does not belong it's, on pizza. It's not bad, but if you're going to have pizza, have good pizza. Yeah. I think Pete and I are the, in a pinch, it's fine. Yeah. But it, I don't want to like it. Yeah, as long as there's pepperoni on it with the pineapple, I might be able to deal with it. But to me, pe- pizza is just pepperoni. Maybe sausage. Yes. There's a yeah. staggering amount of people that like the combination. You're still not allowed to talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? <laughs> don't he, he's he's going to get pugilistic on you. Don't make don't stop don't. Yeah, start you don't him. want to start that. <laughs> you, you can't expect can, a bitch. I can take him. I don't care how many fake, stupid jujitsu belts he gets. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to rub him the wrong way. He'd kick our asses. <laughs> I would love to rub this man the wrong way. I'm see you in Portland, son. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the second, like we need an introduction, like, like, anyway. like a stamp and a hue thing, a hue and Ambrose thing. <laughs> That's hue right, and Ambrose. <laughs> Rub him the wrong right. way like that. Sure, yeah, <laughs> let me do it. Let me do it <laughs> Everybody, scatter! It's the cops. I know my rights, and those rights include this hunk of meat being on this podcast. Put your gloves up. And ring the bell for the host of the Rocky Minute. You love him. I love him. Doug Greenberg. This is the greatest night in the history of my life. <laughs> is that Rocky? <laughs> that was. Did I sound oh. just like him? Uh, no, you sound like an old man. But that's okay. <laughs> that's at the end of Rocky 2. When he's celebrating his Does he talk like this? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Why don't you drop a, a audio of it right here? This is the greatest night in the history of my life. Okay. Nope. Doesn't sound anything like it. I would really appreciate if you did not put. I would really appreciate if my guests don't put. Tell me to put drops into the podcast. That'd be great. It's a needle drop. I would really appreciate that. It's a needle drop, Jonathan. You didn't send me a a care package beforehand. I didn't know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. You've been on the show before. Well, fair enough. To everyone's ears, it's Doug Greenberg, friend of the show, and Pete Mummert. New friend of the show, friend of ours in real life, so... We chose wisely. 
We have chosen wisely. Nice. Well, he's never heard these jokes. No, you're kidding. I was going to say. <laughs> Just like we haven't heard the, you know, your mission jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, everything we do is, hey, Jonathan, do you choose to accept? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> choose to accept this sandwich. Yes. Uh, well, uh, this is Minute 96. My, minute 96 begins with Ambrose wanting to conclude his business and ends with Stamp and the Ambrose chasing Ethan. Yeah, we're in the, uh, we're, we're still in the slab house. Mm-hmm. We are at the. Thank goodness, all of the stock talk has happened last week. Yeah, <laughs> so we can stop talking about stocks. That was so. <sighs> we yeah. I, in stock options. I am so out of my element. Uh, this is a fun time to talk about this, Pete. You just saw this movie for the first time, correct? I did. Yeah. Ooh. You have no other uh, Mission Impossible's under your belt. This right? was my very first one. Really? Well, one. Sorry, might be my last one. <laughs> oh no! That's, oh, see, that's no. what I'm saying. It's sorry. <laughs> you should have at it's least like, watched Fallout. <laughs> it's like starting with Rocky Five. Oh, <laughs> that's your first Rocky. You're like, yeah. what's all the hubbub about? I don't like this at all. <laughs> Not this advisable. Is no, no. To me, I, Mission I Impossible Three is Rocky this. Five on this one. <laughs> I, I had a lot of questions about those stock options too. <laughs> yeah, like how does that work? Why I'm is confused. this a good plan? He does some quick math too. Yeah, his math is wrong well, though. His math is so wrong. Yeah, and you can't transfer stock options like that. Nope. Oh, We've talked about well, you can buy stock options, mm-hmm. but it makes it seem like they're trying to transfer. They they confuse the situation. We talked about it last week that stock options are a a uh, agreement between the company and the stockholder who wants to say, I'm going to buy these at a certain price. Right. Usually it's a lower price. So it's beneficial. You can't do that inside of a, of a concrete bunker <laughs> on an Island in the middle of Australia. You cannot just decide this, the, the transfer they're doing now and the, the minutes that we've got have the transfer of the money they're going to use to buy those options. What? But it's confusing. <laughs> oh, see, Doug's already confused. Well, <laughs> the money being transferred is just the thirty million dollars, thirty million pounds that they were to get for um, Bellerophon and Chimera. It's not the stock options right now. We're not at that point. That doesn't happen. So basically. he no, he's going to use the money from the transfer to buy the stock, right? Right. Yeah. Correct. Okay. He's going to option it and take control of the mo- co- company and make billions with McCloy. Which you guys have probably already talked to death. Yes. So 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 let's move on. So please, before, God, before let's we move, move on. on. I just I want to I want to jab Doug here a little bit more. If, jab me. Like, is he going to have to like sit down with the whole board with his gun and like go through this whole threat thing again while they transfer the options? We talked about this too. Yes, okay. he's got to have a controlling board. Uh, board of directors is like you can't just have John C. McCloy. Does, I don't think he owns. Well, he maybe he owns fifty one percent. Maybe he is the controlling shot stock person. But if the other person is trying to buy fifty one percent control from him, mm-hmm. the board would have veto rights on that. Yeah, in any large multinational company, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know they would that would be part of the deal. Yeah, you can't just and they would have to approve you know, the option transfer. It, it seems like like Robert Towns uh, was like dealing with Bernie Madoff, Madoff or something, and that's how come he thought, oh, this yeah. is how it's done. I'm going to write it that yeah. way. It's the most Bernie Madoff, Madoff says, this is how you do it. My man Bernie Madoff said that. That's all good. You know, that's, that's, that's what it comes across as. Like, he didn't know yeah, what he was none writing. Of the money, none of the money, like I did all the math, and I'm like, at the end of the day, they're making about $90 million, even if they did buy the stocks at the prices yeah. they talk about. yeah. So I'm like, you get the same math, and you're, I was like, this isn't okay. It's just <laughs> yeah. movie gibberish. 
It's, it's just a dialogue to get us from one action point to another action point. They're just biding time until we can have a fight in a hallway with doves. Yep. That's, kind of that's, this, that's, that's kind of the description of this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. That's most of the it's descriptions a, it, of most of John Woo's movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I apologize that this is the first one you see. The, later on, <laughs> they, lo- they lose the annoying part. They no longer have talking. No. It's just action all the time. All the time. <laughs> which is more fun. Yeah. Yeah. You set it up in ways like you say, hey, we got to get this case from this guy. And they go in a bathroom. And then they, cons- then they just literally destroy the bathroom fighting a guy. <laughs> like, there's no more talking about it. Uh-huh. What, what do you, as, as Mission Impossible purists, what do you guys prefer? Well, it's a funny thing. I'm not, I wasn't old school with Mission Impossible. I didn't think that the TV show was the end all be all. Yeah, People that watch the show, I think, think this isn't Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is about espionage and not being. And being a spy, these other movies are action movies. I'm in it for the action. Yeah, I'm in it for Tom Cruise putting his life at risk to to entertain me for two and a half hours, almost three hours. You know, I want to see him die. Yeah, now, hopefully, hopefully that's the end of, of episode of Mission Impossible Eight. Oh, he literally, we can only hope, we can only hope man. <laughs> which will bring the end to Scientology. <laughs> oh, you think that would end it? I don't think it would. No. No. no, we still have Travolta. I think, I think John Travolta would uh, take up the mantle. He's just a cog in the wheel. He is now. Yeah. I don't know if he's got the star power to keep up the mantle, though. No, mm. he doesn't. But they'd have they would lift him. They he, there would be this amazing groundswell. All of a sudden, he, he would have just, this big comeback role, and you know, <laughs> he doesn't have the hairline either. He's got to get rid of that hair. <laughs> no, he's he's just got to go straight bald. I think you know he really oh, straight does. Bald, he looks cool. Yeah, he does. He actually does now. You know. Also, you, Pete, you were bringing up, uh, you know, talking about to his board of directors about this. Let's talk about this actual scene. He has McCloy at gunpoint now. When did McCloy become an adversary of Ambrose in this movie? Because he's not. Moving They've been fast on the same enough. page the whole time, and now he and he was going to transfer the money. Like he's got the nerd there to transfer the money. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a pissing contest. He wants yeah. to he wants to show McCloy who's boss. I also think that 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 Ambrose came into this a little way a little too aggressive to to negotiate. You know, he's like he's like ready to like guns blazing to negotiate instead of actually negotiate. He's definitely the sonny of <laughs> of of this uh of this family. Yeah. He he should be okay with wasting time though, right? If he wants um Naya to be the uh the, the typhoid Mary Mm-hmm. And to yeah. inf- and to infect all of Australia, he should be okay with like dragging it out as long as he could. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. You think that time's on his side? Time is on his side, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm a little confused. There's some. I mean, there's a plot point here. I'm a little confused about. Oh, that's no, that's fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> there's gonna be lots of them. There's gonna be lots of them. Go for it. Does Does he know? Uh, does McCloy know who put the gas in his car? Like, does he know that that was Ambrose and Stamp? Or was it Ambrose and Stamp? Was it no? That was the that was the MIT. Okay, Ethan okay. and Luther. Does he know? Like, does he does, he does he assume that's these guys? He hasn't brought it up. He, even if he doesn't know if those are the guys, he does know these guys broke into Biosite and stole stuff. They're trying to buy back. He's trying to buy back right now. And yeah. they, they made a mess yeah. of a floor. You know, killed a lot of his guards and everything. I mean, come on. You know, he, <laughs> in that big scene where they're upstairs. And, yeah, and he's killing yeah. Chimera. And, and and he's getting deal with Gil. You know, what was it? Gil was it? Gil that he had to deal with that poor poor little receptionist boy. A Clem. <laughs> Clem. Clem, Clem, yeah, that's you right. You named him. His name's Clem. Clem, that's right. I forgot. It's been a couple of weeks. Oh, Mr. McCloy. <laughs> oh, he's still alive. He's still out there somewhere. Yeah. Just 
technical oh, yeah, he, but he's 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 on a on you know a break because he's to, about to he's about to get a bunch more because he's gonna have to get all of the board of directors together for this mm-hmm. hostile takeover that's exactly. about to happen. <laughs> Oh, I don't have all their numbers. <laughs> oh God! Can I? Can I just? I, I, I want. I want to interject. I'm sorry. No, um, you're good. Uh, Doug Ray Scott. Um, I, I, I always hated this guy simply because of his name. <laughs> because as, as a Doug, name, damn it. <laughs> as a Doug myself, I take very much umbrage with somebody. Well, it's, it's first of all, it's Doug Gray. Hey. Not Doug Ray Scott. He's don't, not like a. He's not like a. He's not a hick. Please don't rob me of my hate at this point because <laughs> this, this is twenty years. That's what's keeping him alive. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Doug Ray. I don't care what Doug you call Ray. him. Doug Ray. Doug, Doug Ray Scott sounds like someone who murdered a president. It does. <laughs> it does. It, does. <laughs> it was murdered by Doug Ray Scott. <laughs> Uh, McCloy is sweating as much as he did as it has in this movie. We've seen him sweat more than once, but he's pretty, he's he's pretty pretty like sweated up. You know, I yeah. don't think he's used to having guns pointed at him. No, he seemed fun. Remember how like cool and calm he was when he was thought he had Chimera, and he's like, "I'm in the business of me. Ma- I'm John C. McCloy, and I'm in the business of making money." Like he was like cocky toward the Grim Reaper, who he thought was going to kill him. But the second a gun was put in his face, he's like, "Oh, oh God!" Oh, oh, he he oh. he's had a tough week, though. I mean, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. been drugged and you know had this weird wild dream. And week, it's been like two days. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just the start of the week. He had to deal it's, with Clem, and now oh, this, yeah. you know, the gun in his face. He's like, you know, this job isn't worth it. I'm just going to retire and take my money with me. One of the things that I like about this to move this scene along is they start the transfer of the money. Because that's what, the only reason that other guy is here. He's the accountant. In the script, it says accountant. He doesn't have any lines. And he just sends the money. And then Ambrose is like looking at Tom Cruise's cousin and says, that's Tom Cruise's cousin, Pete, in case you didn't know. Oh. The guy with the beard. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Tom Cruise's cousin, track it. <laughs> I'm like, track it? It's a online <laughs> bank account. I Look guess in 2000, were, you, were you still tracking me. things yeah. like that? Like he's like hacking it. I'm like, just wait on it to say you have the money. He's giving him yeah. busy work. Yeah, he is giving him busy work. He's like, oh, he doesn't know. Like Ambrose doesn't know that it's actually very easy. He's like, track it. And he's like, uh, okay. And he's like, like <laughs> clackety clack and literally just waiting on it to just, because it says in progress, what do you do? Just wait. Yeah. Later on, there's that, you know, like he's ordering him to keep, go- keep going with the transfer. But like, how do you, like, do you just have to sit there and, Pound right. enter key. Yeah, I'll talk about that later on when we get to that. that <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's like, how do you cancel it? You've already initiated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can't go back and, and, and stop my, you know, by PayPal from going to the next person on my Zelle. No. <laughs> Damn it. Isn't it funny how these all these apps and all this stuff now with the cloud money transfer tropes in movies are completely gone. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like instantaneous. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Remember Any- in every movie when the suitcase of money was like the thing? Yeah. And now, if, if you go back and look at any movie from 70s, 80s, and early 90s, it's all about the money. It's yeah. all about how we physically get the money somewhere, or it's too heavy and we can't move it. And now it's like, you just boop, boop, boop. <laughs> like they did it. I remember when they did it in Casino Royale. Yeah. It's a good, a good, a good example. They, they're like, put in your four digits and we won't know it. And then later on, when you, whoever wins, you just put in your four digits and it'll automatically go to your Swiss bank account. And he did it, and it was done. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I, I had a friend gonna... of mine tell me about this transfer that they had to do for this business thing, and they had two suitcases with full of 20s. 
and hundred dollar bills. This friend of yours <laughs> is he? <laughs> this friend of mine, exactly. Is he? Is he in the olive oil business? Yes, yeah. or, I'm going to need yeah. the name of that friend, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is like ten years ago. So, you know. It yeah, was from yeah. overseas. Let me check this. My friend, you wouldn't know him. He's from Canada. Day. You don't know him. You don't know him. You know him. <laughs> he works for a certain administration now. You know, whatever. Doesn't that also stand true, Jonathan, with uh, like file transfers? Remember, like, yeah. let's go. Goes- well, at this point, I mean, look, there were points in this movie where there's like, a per- you know, the percentage file transfer thing. Yeah. In the last movie, that was half the movie was transferring yeah. a file. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, this is it's instantaneous now. No one even by the time anymore. we get to fall out the tr- oh, transfer the file. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pull, it. Upload it for me. And, oh, I'm looking at it now as you're uploading it. You know, it's like I actually would love a shout out where he's like, transfer the file, Luther. And Luther's like. It's already done. He just looks at him like progress. <laughs> like what? You, like done. Hashtag progress. Hashtag progress. <laughs> so the transfers in progress, and he nods his head at at Ambrose. Like I'm doing it. I'm tracking it. <laughs> Did you guys take note of the uh, the Apple um, PowerBook, the the laptop he's no. using? No. Oh yeah! If you're gonna track a thing, you got to track it on Apple PowerBook. Remember, <laughs> this was the time. Remember, the Apple, the first Apple PowerBook came out in the first movie. Yep. So this became this became like one of their staples for a while. Yeah, you know what I found was... out about that old one, Jonathan? Hmm. It, the uh, it was an unmitigated disaster as far as Apple's <laughs> concerned because the batteries were, would overheat to the point where they would cause fires. Mm-hmm. The plastic case of the that old computer would crack. And and like the performance was garbage, mm-hmm. so so that this was like the new generation of that. So it was supposed to be lighter and and more, um, like streamlined and sleek and more attractive, and it worked better. It more more sleek. It's still an inch and a half thick. <laughs> yeah, it used a Power PC G three processor, whatever the hell that oh. means. The G3 processor, I had because I had a G4, which was the co- the desktop version that had the next processor in it. Ah. Another another thing I noticed um, when when he opens when the laptop is open, the Apple uh-huh. logo. If somebody's behind him looking at the computer, the Apple logo is upside down. Yeah, the way I they make them that, now yeah. is when you open the Apple computer, the logo is right side up. Mm. I don't know if that's like a big deal, but I, something that I noticed as an Apple <laughs> no, user never, myself, I, I took that, yeah. I took a special interest in that. Did you notice that in, as they're using Apple, he's in at Microsoft Internet Explorer? I did notice that as well. <laughs> that's my favorite part about every movie. We've gone from Netscape and we've now moved up to Internet Explorer, as we all know, the best browser. Uh, <laughs> and he's in the confidential internal material. Yeah. It, for BioSite. He's, he's on his own website. You fool! You've whacked. You've hacked your own website. <laughs> the uh, the date on it too is March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Is that the- yeah? This happened. That's when the movie was supposed to be out. <laughs> it didn't come out. The came out late because of production stuff. So oh, yeah, okay. it, most of the stuff is mid ninety nine. Did you guys yeah. touch on that before? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have something? Do you have a note that you'd like to bring up? No, just that that it was on. Uh, that it the the uh, date on the computer was ninety nine. I didn't know if it was. Supposed to take place in '99 and didn't come out. It is. Until the- yeah. It is supposed to, but I they I don't think they really talk about. it. I think they were just like, well, let's just leave out any because it came out in 2000. It, it's a it's a year and a, was it a year and a half behind schedule or a it was, ha- it was half like a, year? a year? It was like a year behind schedule almost because of because of Eyes Wide Shut. Oh yeah, because they were shooting that up until early '99. 
This was rushed. And he was supposed to already be shooting uh, Mission Impossible as of 98, early 99. And they didn't start shooting, I think, until until right after, like March, February, March of 99. So Hmm. this is probably why those dates are there. Yeah, you know, but it, like like we've talked about before, it's also why uh, why Doug Ray is not Wolverine or was not Wolverine. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, please. His name is Doug Ray. That's <laughs> what I said. Him. Doug Ray. I said no, Doug Ray. That's your friend. Doug Ray would not Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> no sir, no sir. Doug Ray would not going to be there. Doug Ray sounds a lot like John Woo. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're cousins. They come from the same village. Exactly. I have to say though, is that this Tom Cruise cousin guy bugs me. I guess. <laughs> Like living in a city filled with tech bros, this guy seems like the biggest like villain Douche. in the movie. Yeah, he's just like so smarmy and he's like, God, he this does is come a off as smarmy. Guy. Everything he's in, he's usually a smarmy character. Like even when he was on Lost, I think he played a smarmy character. Oh, that's right, he was on Lost. He's like yeah. Captain Forgettable. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever remember this guy in anything. Yeah, William, I don't Mapp- anything. William Mapether is his name. You got one American in a in a gang full of Europeans and. Australians, Europeans. I don't know if is anybody European or are they all Australian. No, uh, Stamp is South African. Dugray is Scottish mm-hmm. slash Welsh, and uh, uh, every, uh, McCloy is supposed to be something else, Australian, even though he's really Irish <laughs> and American. I, yeah, and an American. Hi. Well, like <laughs> I said, you know the uh, uh, Tom Cruise's cousin plays the Theo role from Die Hard in this movie. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, He's Theo. Theo. Yeah. yeah, and the quarterback is toast. Outside, and outside toast. of Huey Lewis in that other movie, he was he was uh... Huey Lewis. It's not Huey Lewis. <laughs> I know it's not Huey Lewis. <laughs> Everybody calls him Huey. Huey Lewis and Al Leong. They're the only two that that have the, the American accents. Yeah. Besides Theo in Die Hard, Theo Everybody was though, Theo was kind of lovable. I, I like yeah. Theo. I like. That's Theo why he too. was the only one that didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Before this minute ends, let's wrap it up by talking about the way Stamp and his team come around that corner. When he co- when Stamp comes around that corner with the Ambrose, I almost want a music cue from West Side Story, like yep. a <laughs> and the way they run down the hall too. It's very West Side. Story. They all come in. They all come in in, in sequence. If you look at it at second. Yeah. 41 they're like come on everybody hey we're they're like in they're like in dance profile cheating toward the stage i gotta check this out well it's also funny because you know john woo sees all action action scenes as musical numbers so mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 that makes sense yeah, yeah that that makes sense. Sense. there they are they're all, they're, well it doesn't help that they start running at the exact same time it's they uh they all have like marks on the floor i guess where you know john well, woo puts hit, them yeah. And it's they they each hit their mark exactly where they're meant to, yeah. And it's like and it's five, the, six, yeah. seven, eight. <laughs> 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 the smoke in the background doesn't help it either, you know. No, that is beautiful. But Hugh Stamp's hand motions seem awfully vague to me. Like it seems yep. like this. There's a reason everyone's so confused and disappears in this next. Where, scene. Which way left? Yeah, right? I don't get uh, it I either. Don't I'd like to talk about that with Douglas. Uh, Doug, you are a cap. Yeah. Do you guys have hand signals that you've ever had? I mean, I know you don't use them because you're not SWAT or anything, right? But, do you guys have hand signals that you use in case something does happen and you have to communicate non-verbally? We don't, but I've <laughs> taken I've taken a couple of uh, close quarters combat classes uh-huh. where they what uh, what belt are you? They, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the only one I remember from that is the the fist up means stop. Obviously, right. that's that's the- kind of like we all know that fist up means stop. We all learned every- that from Predator. <laughs> now, I thought the amount of fingers that you 
that you point with is the amount of men that are supposed to go. Oh, I, I, I could be completely wrong. But how, no, do, how does the men decide? Stamp is saying this like like two, like two gun fingers, but he means all of you. Yeah. Well, that I, that that would that to him would be three because he's Euro, he's European. He, yeah. Because well, that's three to him instead of this, you know. But then, how do you decide? Like, if you're the men, how do you decide? Okay, it's going to be me. Who, and which three of us are going? Yeah. Like, well, you have to stop and pick teams. Oh, I assume it's like a, a like a flag football game you play when you're a kid, and they're like, oh, you're one, <laughs> you're two, <laughs> you're three. Everybody remember your numbers. Four. It's supposed to be established beforehand. Like when you have when you're about to take a door, as we say, um, you stack up. Like you you have the guy in front uh, who's you the know, meat shield. Say the, yeah, the meat shield, the guy with the battering <laughs> ram, and then you stack up behind him, and each guy has a number. Like the guy right behind battering ram is one, two, three, and so on. So um, I would think that if he holds up two fingers, that means first two go, and then everybody else take your your other predetermined positions. But he does two fingers, and then everybody runs. Yeah. <laughs> Although one guy, you know, oh wait, guys, look back on it. Two guys split off and go behind. So two got two things are happening. If you look, he does the motion. Two of them go backwards. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Gotta get that. Yeah. yeah. So his, I think you're right, Doug. I think the two fingers does mean something. I think he's actually doing it. Okay. Oh yeah, because he they does. Did, they did run off. Two guys in caps. Those are biocyte guys. Those aren't his Ambrose, like the normal Ambrose guys. Oh, okay. Like his guys went with him. His like under, like his, you know, mercenary street toughs who are wearing. And if anything, they also know the choreography. So he just feels more comfortable mm. working with them because they're consummate professionals. Whereas the other two are novice dancers and he doesn't want to really. Yeah, they, you know. they practice number before. But what do you yeah. do? What if you do if you have to take like eight doors in a building and like say you lose a couple guys along the way? Do you move up a number or do you have to. Now you Every, who, who's left? Three, four, two? <laughs> like, yeah, what? you have to... Wait a minute, am I three now or am I still six? You, you, you keep the formation and you clear one door at a time. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you have to recount every time. Yeah, like one... Like, you would have... Now that this is from, like, um, active shooter training, like, you would have, say, a stack of four guys. Two guys would clear a room and two guys would remain in the hallway to make sure there's no um, aggression in the hallway. So the two guys would clear, like, a, say, a classroom, and then mm -hmm. they, and then all four would join up again, move to the next classroom. So you're always going in as a group. Yeah. Yep. Smart. It's really bizarre the way they they run training like that because I mean, if you do find victims, you're supposed like the uh, the contact team as we call them is supposed to bypass victims. I don't know if I should be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're telling us the strategy of the cop. Because, like, is this secret? Well, the, the second team in would be like the rescue team. But okay. the first team in is supposed to find a shooter and, and neutralize gotcha. a shooter. Don't worry. Nobody listens to this podcast. So you're fine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just like ours. <laughs> the, uh, uh, at the end of the minute, we get a, a nice glamour shot of the helicopter and the helicopter nubbin. <laughs> See Luther. <laughs> Luther's on the the white thing on it's the nubbin. Uh, the um, Luther's in it. Billy's in it. They're both waiting still, and it ends with sta st stack. It ends with stamp. It ends with stamp. <laughs> I'm having a real problem here. Uh, ends with stamp 
doing his hand motion, doing the, the another stop hand motion. Yeah. And this time, this time his two finger guns means everybody come with me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to read. It's hard to read what he's doing. It's confusing. And they go by a corridor and I assume that that little alcove is going to have something to do with tomorrow's episode. Hmm. And that's where it ends. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I'm doing the hand motions, so let's uh, let's follow my hand motions. Let's all go into tech of the app. Wait, did you hold the three fingers or two? Uh, that's my that's that's a thumb. You're the thumb, Doug. You're always the thumb. Okay. <laughs> okay? Got it. All right, we're here. Ah, uh-huh. where's Doug? God damn it. Where's the thumb? <laughs> Wait, I'm here. I'm here. I didn't know if I oh, should go or not. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were late there for a second. I misread it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, are you hanging out with the doves? <laughs> uh, Pete, since you're new, this is Tech of the App. If you listen to our show, this is where you pick tech from the episode that you uh, from the minute and talk about it and say why you think it's the best. I'll let you guys know. We also have eight minutes and 56 seconds before this free thing stops. So let's uh, <laughs> we'll do it quickly. Uh, Pete, why don't you go first? Well, I love these uh, little bio canister things they use for the for the serum and the, the virus. Mm-hmm. But I always like, first of all, like it seems like they're spending a lot of money on this stuff. Like these crazy, you know, like the open them, they're like, Kss! they got the hiss and everything. Mm-hmm. But do they do the same thing? Like with their foot fungal cream? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All their, all their creams, they have little thousands of these. We called them metal hot dogs at first. We found out they're called in the script Kev canisters, K E V, but that doesn't mean anything. That's not a thing. We don't know what it is. So we've done some research. They're super cool. I like whatever production design was done. Yeah. On them. They're very cool. Yeah. But yeah, the, the extent that they are like, they have a outer sheath. You pull the thing out and you inject it. I mean, it makes sense for a biochemical place mm-hmm. that's dealing in superbugs. It does make sense. So mm-hmm. I appreciate the amount of effort that they put into these. I wish they were real. Yeah. And they may be in a, like a real world thing, but I don't know where, uh, the, the writer Robert Town got the word Kev canister. We've looked it up. We can't find anything on it. So if anybody knows, let us know. Uh, Doug, what about you? Uh, I went for the, the Apple Power Book. Mm, this, that's a thick Power Book. This was, this was <laughs> like the, the late, the late stages of the Power Book before they moved on to the new version. 2001 yeah. was, uh, they, they released a new version. Was 2001 that horrible one with the handle that was clear? Or was that like 2004, 2005? No, I think... Remember that, that one? That must have been it because that one lasted till I think, like 2007? Yeah, that was a long time. I don't know all my Mac history, so... I don't either. I did have a Mac at one point. I, I've not been a PC person forever. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be a Mac person back when I was less efficient and was more prone to uh, things breaking <laughs> <laughs> and paying more for it. I see what you're saying. Okay. You get, get what I'm laying down? I get you. All right. That's a good one. Uh, computer laptops are always the best, are uh, one of the best texts in these movies because this movie is, uh, is, uh, is a time capsule all the way through of all of our tech. That's why I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Up to the point where now, Pete, if you see the movies that we've talked about this before, they actually have pushed past what is possible because it's a lot easier to, to make stuff that looks, pardon the pun, impossible. Mm hmm. As opposed to at this point, they're like still on what is possible, except for the masks. The masks have always been magic, <laughs> but everything else, they're like, okay, this is how you would have a laptop. This is how you, and now mm-hmm. it's like everything happens with like swooshing lasers across the, you know, like, uh, uh-huh. more, more like minority report. And everybody's like, oh, that's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> they're spies. They have that stuff. Just accept it. 
Because what happens is we started critiquing the real stuff. When you see a real, like, when you see a Casio watch with a TV on it, you're like, boo, that's lame. Mm -hmm. So it's better to have, like, even further along technology. Chris, what about you? I was going to go with the laptop, too, because I think think it's cool, you know? Hell yeah. (laughs) You got two votes for laptop? Oh, yeah, just to make this even, I'm going with the Kev canisters. There we go. Oh, there you go. Because there's nothing else we could pick other than, uh, you know, the transfer, but we'll talk about that Maybe later. Maybe hand signals. Hello. Oh, hand signals. <laughs> the hand technique signals. of the app. <laughs> Techniques of the app. No, I'm not picking those hand signals because uh, I don't want to give away any more than Doug's already given away about the... Uh, yeah, I, t- I told everybody. The yeah. Howell, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I said where well, you're a cop. Ah! I'm not a cop in Howell. I live in Howell. All right. that's a st- you, yeah, you, yeah, you do. That's By the way, that is so weird that you're that you're living in a town that has my last I name. Live so in, I live inside Howell. Uh, oh. It's comfortable. I've gotten used to it. We call it the beard. You just got to relax. <laughs> the beard. That's what I call my wife. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry, Meredith. Uh, this is a great place to end. We'll come back tomorrow for Minute 97. Uh, on Mondays, we do plugs. So, Pete, tell them about the little podcast that you work on. Yeah, we do a little podcast uh, where we kind of copy what you guys are doing, and we talk about Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. We did it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, kind of the same thing. Although we don't have a tech watch, which I kind of want to start doing. Everybody wants it, man. Yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. You could do like anti- – tell tell people what it is. What what the tech – oh, oh, the podcast. Yeah, it's the Indiana Jones Minute. <laughs> and you can find us wherever you find uh, Minute Impossible. Do you not normally do plugs? <laughs> no, we, we we don't do plugs anymore. <laughs> We're so big, we have too many people listening to us. We actually want less people listening to us. <laughs> no, we we sort of realize that nobody listens to our plugs and nobody uh, ac- actually does anything we ask them to do anyway. So I've sort of... Why do you think we only have them on Mondays and Fridays now? And uh, Doug, what about you? Uh, you can find Pete on IndianaJonesMinute.com. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> you can find Doug there, too. And and, uh, and at their Patreon at <laughs> Patreon.com slash Indiana Jones. I, I, did, I did one minute of Last Crusade uh, with those fellas, so that was yeah, a that grand was, old time. Must be nice. <laughs> I talk about, day's coming. Yeah, I talk about uh, choking people. Yeah. Um, my Rocky Minute is uh, a podcast where uh, we're on DoingGenre.com. Jesus, none of you can do plots. I, it's been, I haven't recorded in a long time. <laughs> long time. Uh, DoingGenre.com is our host website, um, but you can find Rocky Minute on any podcatcher. We cover the movie Rocky, Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3. We're starting up. You don't need to name them all. We got it. We got um, it. There's Rocky 4 and 5, and then Rocky Balboa. Uh, yeah. Can Rocky I do Minute. a quick plug here? Yes. You had your chance. Rocky Minute is awesome. Wow. It is, it is so great. So much fun to listen to it. Wow, thank you. Okay, Pete. just so you know, Doug is wearing Pete's shirt. Pete's going to say basically <laughs> anything to him right no, now. Shut your mouth. Pete is on top of the world right now. <laughs> that That is a bona fide endorsement right there. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, it, it, there's a fantastic episode with one of my co-hosts, Jerry Porter, where he talks about uh, Rocky and Adrian that I think is one of the greatest audio things I've ever heard. Um, Pete's on each, uh, uh, what's that called, episode, each season as well. Yeah, I have to angrily, angrily agree. I do like the Rocky Minute, so go listen to it. I also like the Indiana Jones Minute. It's one of the reasons why I do a podcast now, because you guys are so awesome. Oh, I love you. you guys. Thank you. Well, uh, you can find us anywhere at MinuteImpossible.com, Facebook group, The Impossible Minute Force. 
and on our Patreon site at patreon.com slash Minute Impossible. Almost forgot our our, uh, <laughs> our plug. <laughs> um, so until tomorrow, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Pete. And I've been Doug. This minute will self-destruct. Doug Ray. 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 Doug 